You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood, told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for joining us on Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. And today, I've got another roundtable episode for you. And in this one, the guys and I got together to talk about my interview with Mark Stern. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend that you do. Mark is a great storyteller. He had his own television talk show for years, as well as being a singer, founding a record company, launching newspapers across the U.S., which made him a millionaire in his teens, and hosting the Miss Nude Universe pageant. And he tells really entertaining stories about all of it. And his interview was also inspirational. See, Mark has a philosophy of taking any opportunity that comes his way, no matter how ridiculous it seems at first. Like the time he answered the door at his new apartment and found a naked couple standing there. He says repeatedly he likes to throw a lot of shit on the wall and see what sticks. Because for every nine or ten things that don't work, there's one that will, and that makes up for all the others. And Mark also made it part of his life's purpose to help those around him as much as he could. He was fortunate with the success that he achieved, and he felt it was his duty to use his wealth and talents to help others. At the end of the episode, I talk about what I took away from talking to Mark, like his willingness and openness to try anything, even if he knows nothing about it, and also his duty to give back. So I wanted to see what the roundtable got out of the interview, what they're going to integrate going forward, so I got them together. Now, joining me at this roundtable today are John Archer, former corporate guy who's now an entrepreneur and is also a key member of my WLKH podcast team. We also have Tom Byrne. He's an entrepreneur, CEO, and business advisor, married guy with three grown daughters. And uh, Mark Haney, who's a former corporate sales trainer and is now a life mastery coach. We also have Doug Cerny, who's an attorney and entrepreneur. Uh, Frank Antonucci, who's a sales executive at one of the top marketing solutions companies in the country. And finally, we have Barry Weinberg, a chiropractor and life mastery coach, who actually introduced me to Mark Stern and made this interview happen. So let's jump in. Uh, I gave the guys a quick recap on the interview to start. So Mark, interesting, interesting guy. Talked his way into Motown Records at 15 years old, started his own record company shortly after. Started a bunch of different companies, got into the newspaper business, made a fortune in the newspaper business by looking at opportunities, and then went on to MC, yeah, the the nude pageants, and uh, got himself a TV gig out of that that lasted about eight or nine years. Met a lot of celebrities, did all that kind of stuff, and along the way helped a lot of people start their own businesses and get their own careers going. He's 73, 74 now, and... um, owns a a talent agency, helps book several hundred um, people and get them, you know, uh, paying gigs. I want to hear from you. What did you guys take away from this? What was your biggest impact for you? Barry, why don't you start since he was your guy? Yeah, when um, I met him before we did this and he's he's a high energy guy. He's got lots of stories to tell about his life and things that he's done. But from listening to the interview, the thing I got away from it, um, when I was a kid, my dad used to always tell me, 
if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's kind of what I got from him. He was like, if you don't get out there and just do it, things aren't going to happen. And he says, even if you throw 10 ideas out there, if one works, that's the one that you're, you're, that's the one you put the energy onto. You just go out there and you keep going, you keep going. And that commitment and that duty to make those things happen and don't let the fear stop you, have that courage and um, just go out there and make it happen. And if you stick with it, it'll happen. Yeah, my, my takeaway is very much similar. I think that he talked about at the beginning of the interview with, you know, putting the shit up the wall, up against the wall, see what sticks. Um, and, and I think that is so indicative of obviously his entire life of taking that attitude of, you know, if you don't get up to the plate, if you don't swing at the pitch, you know, you're not going to hit the ball. And I think, again, so many times people, I think we've talked about this in the past, that people kind of wait for things to happen to them. And, okay, how come, you know, I'm not getting this break? And it just kind of comes back to you. Just have the attitude, have to have the attitude that you get up there and you either go down swinging or hit the long ball. But either way, you got to take that cut. You got to take that try. You got to take some chances if you're really going to make something of your life, whether it be your career, or your life in general. Yeah. And Tom, uh, just to jump onto that point, it really, he really kind of embodies the, the notion of that success isn't knowing what to do because, you know, it's more of having the drive to succeed and, and the passion. I mean, he didn't know how to do any of the things that he, he succeeded at. What kind of 12 year old or 15 year old knows the music business, nobody. Papers, how to run a paper, he doesn't know that. TV show, he never did that before. Just figuring this all out along the way, just knowing that he was having fun and he was passionate and he wanted to succeed, but he didn't know how to do anything. So looking back at that, it's like, okay, well, where can I, where am I still in areas where I'm just sitting around doing things because I know how to do them versus where are some areas I can expand my horizons a bit and look at okay, where can I challenge myself on things that I might not have done in the past, totally new to me, but knowing that I can succeed with just putting my attention on it, being passionate and knowing I want to win. Well, what I took away from that was that he trusted his intuition. I mean, throughout all of his life, he would just go after the things he enjoyed. He would trust his intuition and pursue it. And like he said, he wasn't afraid of failing. So he just went into it because I think it was later in the interview that his parents did not agree with him wanting to go into music, but was he 15 when he marched in there and he wanted to uh, work with Barry Gordy. And it's very comical in how he talks about the nudist camp, but well, this is an adventure. I haven't done this before. I'll go try it out. He just goes to, trust his intuition to go there and enjoy himself and look at the opportunity that comes up. And that's how life works. It's just like, man, I'm here to enjoy life. I'm not here to work. I'm here to enjoy my life. When I trust my intuition and I go do the things that I enjoy and I get to the right places, there's always opportunities right there waiting for me. Yeah, it's just it's stepping into that unknown, right? Like boldly stepping into the unknown and just having the courage to go, 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do this, but also having the self-honesty to go, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to learn as I go. And I'm just going to make sure that I'm really, really good at it. So, I mean, it's something that I really had to look at, you know, for me and myself was where has that lack of self-belief, lack of courage, lack of willingness to kind of do something I don't know, kind of help me back from, like you said, Mark, like an adventure, you know, yep. some kind of new adventure. So yeah, really, really, uh, had a lot of impact on me on that. Just that courage alone and the willingness was amazing. Well, and then when he started, see, he wasn't afraid to ask for help. I mean, at 15, he went in and, you know, he wanted to meet Barry, Barry Gordy. And he just, he stuck with it. He stuck with it till he got it. And so he got that mentorship to get him going, trusted his skill sets and aligned. And then he mentioned his brother a lot on what an influence his brother was. He said, we both had our own skill sets, but my brother made me better. I mean, it always comes back to the, to the saying, iron sharpens iron. It's who do you surround yourself with that it's going to make you better. Yeah, and he I just loved how he went For his brother too, which is what I really like. You know, he appreciated what these other people, especially like you said, he brought his brother up a lot. He appreciated what these other men brought into, or people in general, brought into his life and his businesses. And then he paid it forward. He paid it forward. He had all these mentors and then he became a mentor and supported people in being successful in their businesses and show business. And that's been really a theme of his life, having mentors, learning, and then being able to mentor into the future. One of the uh, themes that I felt as I was just hearing his words and all was how much, not only did he have courage, but he seemed to have a high level of interest in everything he looked at. He was interested in the drugs business for his father. He was interested in the music business. He's interested in the actors and actresses. He's interested in the nude pageants. He's, I mean, he, is, he just seems to be looking at everything with, with, while it was with wonder, it was also with a high level of, of interest of, I'd like to know more about that. Let me ask the questions. Let me find out about it. And, and I, you know, to me, I know he called it courage, but I call it more of a... Um, he was so interested in it, it, his interest overcame any fear issues. Yeah, Doug, I'm going to say, like, what about the word fascinated by interest, too? Like, it fascinated him that maybe he could go host this nude pageant. It fascinated him that his brother was like, hey, we can get into the newspaper business quickly. Yes. You know, like yes. that wonder, that fascination, that sense of, you know, being yeah, in that's, explore and kind of pushing that boundary a little bit. Well, but look of, at it when you're, when you're not afraid to fail, right. life really becomes an adventure. Well, I don't know anything about newspapers, but I just got this $25,000. So yeah, let's, let's take a try at it. He proves out what his final takeaways were was right. Just keep going. The guy just kept going into stuff and he just duplicated success over and over again because he wasn't like, he wasn't afraid to fail. And he didn't feel like, I have to have all the answers. I'll get the help I want. It just feels to me like he looked at life as like an adventure to be explored and enjoyed. And so he just attacked it. Yeah. It's, and I mean, you guys touched on, you know, so many of the powerful themes throughout this. But to me, I mean, he just embodies the phrase, make your own luck, is, is the big thing that kept coming back for me of, of listening to what he did, of just... He made his own luck. I and mean, it also kind of brought up a quote. It's from Richard, Richard Branson, 
of like, you know, if someone offers you an opportunity and you're not sure you know how to do it, 100% of the time say yes. Like you'll figure it out. Don't say no. If it sounds like a, you know, a, a fascinating opportunity, say yes. And, and, you know, back to your point, Mark, having zero fear of failure makes that a heck of a lot easier and I think was a, a powerful lesson from this. Yeah, you yeah know, when on top of that, I, wanna, I just want to add one thing on that, Frank, because the other side of what we're saying and taking that opportunity, not being afraid to fail was he did fail a few times and he was okay with it. That mm -hmm. was, I think, the important thing was it wasn't just that he didn't have a fear of failure. He was okay with the failure. And that, you know, what brings it up for me was the story of, you know, saying no to funding the artist Peter Max, who became like the, you know, the voice and face of the 60s counterculture movement. Millions and millions of dollars could have been made there. And he just went, yeah, I just had to make a decision. I made the decision and I moved on from it. You know, it didn't define me. It didn't crush him. He didn't dwell on it. So I think there's that part of it also with the failures, not just not being afraid of it, being okay with the decisions you make, being okay with the failures, learning the lesson and moving on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when, well, you look at, when you look at it that way, it, it, I could just feel the mindset. When you've gone through that so many times and become such a habit for you, it is not even a failure. You're not even thinking of it that, that way. And therefore all of that stuff isn't in the way. All that resistance isn't in the way of your success and you just keep feeding it back into more success. And it's this self-fulfilling loop of winning. And see, the other thing I took away too, though, on that point that you were making, Eric, is you just get the feeling, well, he actually said it, that money isn't the priority, right? It's how you treat people. He said, without honesty, there is no relationship. And there were several different areas where he made quotes about, you know, treat people right. And it was what I found very interesting was he wasn't just a man who says treat people right and work out of integrity. But, you know, the one guy, I can't remember the gentleman's name that was giving him the, the shows at the condos, right? And the guy had given him a bunch of shows and he says, well, sure, I'll do this one for half price because you've given me, he was treating him right. But then when he saw what the guy was getting paid for it, and wasn't treating him right, he's like, cancel all of my shows, I'll go start my own and treat people right. And I mean, that to me was just, that, that was very impressive of the amount of integrity and stuff. Okay, I'll do a new adventure and I'll make sure that people are treated right. And you saw that pattern throughout the whole interview was how much he appreciated people, how much he cared for people and paying for it and about treating people right yeah you know mark what's interesting about that too is if you remember in the interview and what uh, got me on it was he credits his brother gary for that because he wasn't like that at the beginning and he said i learned that from my brother gary gary was yeah. the one who wanted to make sure everybody was treated fairly in every deal everybody made money everybody was happy in the deal and he said i i didn't think of it that way at the beginning but i think he said something like he rubbed off on me and i got it from yeah. him so you know, he could even just take on those, those values of others and, and some of the strengths other people had and kind of fold it into his own, um, his own life. Exactly. And I mean, that's like what we get out of these, these interviews, right? Every one of these interviews, I hear these things and then I take on more of that for myself. That's how we learn from each other. I thought it was huge. It was so, 
uh, heartwarming, I guess, at the end. You know, everything that he's done, everything he's contributed, being in this interview, he said, was the thing that made him realize after 73 years what an impact he really had on people's lives. And that, that I think that is so, so huge. That's part of why we tell the stories, right? Because it's, you know, we don't, there's this, this thing in society about being humble and not, you know, talking about yourself. But in some points, it is taking ownership and appreciation of your own wins of the stuff that you do do. And I think in telling these stories, not only do we impart that, that wisdom, that experience, that knowledge onto others, but we also reinforce it in ourselves. Hey, this is what I'm doing with my life. I'm living a good life. I'm being a good man. I'm doing the things that I need to do. And it's that reinforcement for yourself that's so important too. He even said, I came on here trying, thinking I was going to help young men and I wound up helping myself. Yeah, I just say on that, Eric, is, you know, there is a, a, I think I'm paraphrasing a quote that he said, if you don't give back, you don't deserve what you get. So kind of tying back to what Barry's saying, uh, I think this reflection maybe is to look back at his life and to see that how much he has given back. And, and so he, he truly does deserve this life that he has. And, and he talked about I think throughout the fact of you know, using your money for good, it's not that, you know, he sought to have like excess amounts of money, but you know, what good could he do? He talked about being the fixer. He's the guy that people look to, whether it's you know, they need bail money or they need a loan or what come back to me is this is the guy that you could always count on, which is, yeah, I think a, a testament to what he's done throughout his career, throughout his life. Yeah, it was almost like he was the godfather. He started going through that list of all the things he could fix. But in contrast to that, he was you know, the man of integrity, like the opposite of what the godfather would have been. He had those connections and he had those relationships and he was there to support people. For, for me, yeah, what I'm getting out of that too now, as you say that, Tom, um, you know, about helping people and it's not about the money. What I'm seeing on a deeper level is money is just a tool to him. Right, money, money is not anything in and of itself. It's a tool. It's something you can use, and it's given him the ability to help these other people. He can. It's something he can turn to in his bag, and say, you know, all right, well, I can do this, and I know this person. Oh, and I have the money for that, and we can just move forward. So it's not, you know, the value in the money is what you can do with it, rather than the intrinsic value of the money itself. Right. It's not about hoarding it. It's about using it for good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a theme that keeps coming up with these interviews and it keeps getting stronger is where these successful men have not gone through the traditional path of let me get good grades, do well in school, uh, go on to my job and do this. They've all kind of just done their own thing, been sovereign about it uh, from young ages or they've gone through some difficult times and they're not focused on that traditional path that everybody feel that feels they have to follow and they go out and they do their own thing and they succeed. And it's interview after interview, it keeps coming up. And it's just one thing that I'm aware of as I listen to these things and kind of that, that off the, off the regular path that these guys take. And, and even as a young kid at 12 years old, I mean, trying to think of myself at 12 years old, trying to do something that bold and going into this place and just basically demanding that I, that I get a chance. It's just, it's, amazing the uh, 
uh, I, I guess the word for it is like that, that childish uh, innocence that you can do anything and we lose it as we go through life a lot of times. And he kept it the whole way through and kept his life as a journey, as everybody said before. So those are the things that are sticking out for me. Yeah, no, John, John, you know, oh, great point. I, you know, another, I would say, common theme uh, in, in the episodes thus far has been this attitude of when somebody tells me it can't be done or you can't do it, you kind of move into that uh, mindset of not defeated, but just proving them wrong. So it's, you know, the harder you say that uh, you can't do it, the bigger the challenge, the more will, the more grit that comes out in these men to prove everybody else wrong and prove themselves right that there's nothing that is too big, too hard. There's nothing that's impossible if they set their mind to it. It's that self-belief, you know, and, and I think between what you're saying and what John just said, but what it came up for me was, you know, all these men had these challenges when they were young. They didn't have the quote unquote ideal upbringing, the, you know, perfect parents. Uh, a lot of them had very challenging childhoods and it gave them that, that drive to be better. And what I, what I see in that is the value of that challenge, the value of going through a lot of these things and then having those little victories taking those victories and saying, well, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I can do this. Regardless of where I am, I just proved to myself that I can. I knew that I could overcome that. Now I'm going to overcome this. Now I'm going to overcome this. And it's step by step by step until they just become wild successes. So I, I see the value in a lot of that as well. The thing, uh, too, that I found, I found interesting was when, Eric, you mentioned something to him about uh, any plans to retire. I forget the exact wording where he was like, no, I'll probably die on stage somewhere. But he was just saying, he's like, no, I need to find those new deals. This is what I do. And I think that is, that's how everyone should be looking at life. You know, I think um, for the most part, the traditional means is like, you're retiring from something. You know what I mean? And it, and it just highlights that most people probably aren't doing what they're really passionate about or what they, they really care about. Doing. They got to get because, out. Yeah. yeah what, what he's, uh, he has nothing to retire from. He's been doing what he loves his whole life. Why would he, why would you stop? I mean, that, that was, that, that stood out to me. Yeah. It's about that passion and, um, and purpose, right? You got passion yeah. and purpose. Why would you stop doing it? Right. right. I love this. This is what gets me up every morning. Why in the world would I want to not do it? And I think that it is, it's like it does, it brings up where most people are just very unhappy with what they're doing. They can't wait to the day they don't have to go to work anymore. That's sad. Well, you, you don't retire from your purpose. Your life is your purpose. So there's nothing to retire from. Yeah, excellent point, Mark. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, do you get that off of like a, a fortune cookie or something like that? That's pretty profound, man. It's a bumper sticker on his car. I saw it. That came from the heart, Tom. The heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just copyrighted that mark. I'm making t-shirts now. So. <laughs> That's Wait, I'm in the air first. I can... <laughs> See, Frank, you took something from this. So you're not afraid to try something. Although you better go back and saw, listen saw to the opportunity. I seized again. it. I seized it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the day, right? Yeah, there you go. The whole interview was very impressive. Um, just, just the way he attacked life and the way he went after it. But boy, I tell you, the bit, there were two main takeaways for me that 
integrate. You can integrate it more and more, and that's not to give up. Look, whatever you're doing, for me personally, it's when it gets really hard and I've tried for a, a while or something, oh, I just want to quit. But I loved what he said, is he said, uh, you get that one success out of 10, you'll forget about the other nine. You just keep going. I can certainly integrate that more into my life. When he was talking about that, I could just feel like, oh, he's right. You know, hearing that just reaffirms it inside of me and then treat people right. Just the way he lived his life and the way he went through business and everything. And he always treats people with integrity and honesty. For years, I've known that sales, whatever your business is, there's an element of sales, whether it's product or service, it is a relationship business. And that's what I love about the core seven and honesty, integrity, man, in a relationship, those are mandatory. Yeah, I would say Mark, very, very similar to that honesty, integrity. He spoke about his brother that in deals that he learned it's not about getting every less dime. It's about doing a fair deal that many times his brother had the opportunity to charge more, whatever the case may be. And he's like, no, this is fair. I'm good with it. And I think it goes back to that, that reference to the time that he was working for the talent agent and he did a favor, but then he realized that he was being taken advantage of. And rather than harp on it, just say, hey, you know, enough's enough. I'll show you. I'm going to go out and start my own agency. Um, and again, that's a situation where he wasn't being treated fairly. And he kind of moved on. But just, you know, that, that thing of, you know, you don't have to get every last dime. You don't have to take advantage of the other person. Do what's fair. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. And you're really coming back to business as win-win. More than anything else yeah it's it's what how'd the phrase go um we work to live not live to work it's money just becomes such an obsession if you allow it to and life is so much more than how much money you make or what your title is it's who you are and specifically for this group it's who you are as a man I want to be remembered from. I forget the podcast just a while back where the guy says, I just want to, at the end of my life, I want to say I was the best man I could be. Yeah, that's, that's what I feel. Yeah, for me, for me, Eric, I think it's a couple of things. One is the whole point about this talent agency that was doing some shady things. Taking a look at a few things in my business career right now that are a little bit shady. And uh, going to take some steps there to correct that, take some uh, bold courage there and, and correct those. That's one thing. And the second thing is just where can I get into some more things that, that I don't know? One of them was a podcast. I didn't know anything about a podcast. And here I am uh, on the WLKH team, and, and that's been really great. So where else can I go out there and, and find some things that I don't know and, and dive right in? Excellent, John. Yeah, I mean, same thing, podcast for me. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing in this thing three months ago. So awesome. Doug, what'd you take away? What do you take away? I, I, I love the just look at everything. You, you use the term fascinating. I felt that with him. I could really feel the, I'm just going to take on new stuff. 
it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating. I'm going to learn from other people. I'm going to help other people. And he's, he, he feels very integrated with not just himself, but those that are around him in a, in a very dynamic, hey, life's good. Let's take it on. We'll make it happen. And when we stumble, we just brush ourselves off and keep going. Beautiful. Barry, what would you take away? What are you, what are you taking from this? Well, I'm, I have so many ideas for things, for songs, for music, for just ideas. And um, you know, I related it to him so much with the music. And um, just to get out there and do it. Not every song is going to be a hit, but you just got to keep putting it out and learn the things I don't know how to do yet and find people that do know how to do it and just make it happen and just keep throwing that shit against the wall as he says just keep keep at it until one of them sticks you know i i sometimes i hold myself back because oh, i don't know how or or you know people aren't gonna like it or whatever but screw that you know find a way find people that know how learn how and make it happen yeah and knowing that the first few are not going to be perfect right whatever it is that you don't know how to do doesn't have to be perfect that first time. That's a takeaway for me is that you know, I always feel if I'm doing something for the first time, I've got to get it just right. It's got to be awesome. Otherwise, what's the point? But then you learn, you know, you do those first few, you learn from them, you get better and better and better and you keep moving forward. So yeah, I appreciate that, Barry, because I'm going to do that same thing. And the music things, those of you that are listening, Barry is the one that wrote our theme song. So that theme song you hear at the beginning of each episode, that was Barry. So that one's beautiful, brother, and you hit that one out of the park. So I appreciate that. Frank, what about you? Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I think uh, the big one, you know, be decisive. Make a decision. He mentioned, you know, even if, uh, you know, nine out of ten don't work out, you're still going to be successful. Make a decision, follow through on it, um, and truly make your own luck. The other, the other thing, John mentioned it to me, and I think it was really profound and just worth bringing up again of that childlike innocence and natural curiosity and, and just having that childlike approach to things where when you're at that age, you're not worried about failing. You're not worried about what if. You're just naturally curious taking on those opportunities. And again, so many of us just lose that, unfortunately, early on in life. And, uh, you know, Mark's a great example of somebody who never lost that. and and you know, look what it provided to him. So I think that's something all everyone could take away from it. I agree. It's it's never losing that childlike sense of exploring and the natural curiosity. That's something we should all hang on to. I want to thank all the men who joined me for the roundtable today. And as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, we're working on a new version of our website right now, and there will be a roundtable page where I'll be putting all the bios up for all the guys in the roundtable, along with links to where you can find them so that you can reach out to them too and actually take advantage of some of their products and services that they do, all top quality stuff, all stuff that I highly, highly recommend. So now I want to hear from you. What are you taking away from what we said today? What insights did you get from the roundtable that you didn't get when you first listened to the episode? Let me know. Find me on social media. I have the links on our website, wlkhpodcast.com. You can click on those and leave me a comment. And also, remember when you're listening, make sure to rate us, leave a review and comment, and subscribe. And always, most importantly, make sure to share this with men you know are going to get value out of it. I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warrior Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you, to be your brother 
on your hero's journey. I'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.